0: Welcome back to another episode of Crowd Workcast. My name is Andrew Barnett. Uh, This episode is episode four, and my guest uh, this week is a gentleman by the name of Stephen Casey. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I will say this. Stephen is actually my cousin. Uh, So obviously I've known him for many, many years. Uh, He's a great guy. He's one of those guys, um, I don't know if you've got a friend like this, who uh, he can basically tag along to anything you're doing because he's pretty much good in any social situation. Uh, Steve will always find someone to chat to. Uh, yeah, he's not—he's not the guy you need to babysit at a party where he doesn't know a bunch of people. He'll always make friends. Uh, he's an interesting guy, uh, a very friendly guy. Uh, he's got a really, really interesting job. He's—he's he's currently a uh, 3D animator. Um, which he's—he's he's worked in doing that. He's worked on uh, on ads, on uh, TV stuff. He's done it for film. He's worked on quite a few films, uh, including The Great Gatsby. Uh, the last Mad Max film, and uh, currently, uh, and we talk about this in some detail at the end, towards the end of the podcast. So hopefully you'll uh, you'll enjoy this. Uh, he's currently working on the new Lego Batman film, uh, which sounds uh, really fun and interesting to uh, for him to be working on. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy this chat as much as I enjoyed having it with Steve. So uh, here it is, episode four with Stephen Casey. <laughs> All right, let's kick this episode off. Uh, G'day, mate. What's your name? My name is Steve. Steve, you got a last name, Steve. Steve Casey. Steve Casey. And uh, what do you do with yourself, Steve? What's your What's your job?
1: I am a three D visual effects
0: artist. A three D visual effects artist. Yes. What does that mean?
1: It means I make movies uh, like Toy Story. um, Oh, like Toy Story? Really? Not Toy Story, but like Toy Story.
0: What? <laughs> not like Toy Story, but like Toy Story.
1: Yeah, that's what I say to everyone. Everyone's seen Toy Story. Everyone knows what it's about. When people ask me what I do, usually it's, oh, like websites. No, not like websites. It's like Toy Story stuff.
0: So you do the actual um, animation? The animation and the look. I give the look
1: of what the, how they look on TV, the lighting artist.
0: Ah, uh, the lighting artist. Mm. So if uh, you were talking to someone, like hypothetically, who's just a complete dolt when yes. it comes to this sort of stuff... How would you describe the difference between before what it looks like before you do your work and what it looks like afterwards? Okay.
1: Right. Well, uh, for the film I'm on now, I'm on Lego film. Um, it's just a, Batman, a Lego film? A Lego film. A, a Batman, Batman. A Batman Lego film. So when I get it, it just comes in as uh, um, like a nighttime scene. No lights, no look, no anything. So I have to go and place lights around the scene. Um, apply the shaders what we say to give them Batman the look that he needs put lights around like you're lighting the scene in any house or studio or bat cave in this instance make it
0: look cool so you're like um, you're like the light what doing the job that the lighting guy would do in real you know in a real yeah. movie film yeah exactly uh, right. except you're way lazier you're not even leaving your seat
1: no that's right we get to kick up uh, kick our feet up and relax and do it all by pushing buttons and a mouse around.
0: Nice, that's awesome. So, how did you get into that?
1: I started this job fifteen years ago now, um, which seems like a long time ago. I started. I remember watching um, Toy Story in high school, and I loved it so much, and thought that's what I want to do. So, so you're in
0: high school. You're I watching was in high school. Yes, a um, movie designed for children, essentially.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. When you put it like that. Yeah. Um, I loved it so much. I thought that's what I want to do. So. After school, I I spent a few years... Then
0: you realised you couldn't be a toy?
1: No, I realised I couldn't be a toy. Um, I could still do the voices like I I was, but no, (laughs) I couldn't make myself small enough. Um, I went to university and did computer science for a year, realised that was not getting me anywhere and I wasn't smart enough to do that, I don't think. So I quit and I found a college in Canberra that uh, taught 3D animation, exactly what I wanted to do, so... I packed my big coat, went down to Canberra and spent two years down there learning. Um, Got into it, got my first job right up, well, just before I finished the course, actually. um, Moved back up to Sydney and started in the industry.
0: Nice. So, full disclosure, um, (laughs) and I'll probably cover this in the intro you're my cousin, and that first job, you. First
1: job, I I remember moving to Sydney, the big smoke. found myself some accommodation, living in a really nice house with a bunch of other blokes that I knew. One of them happened to be my cousin, i.e. you.
0: By by living in, you, you well, slept... Well, I,
1: I wasn't one of these guys, picky guys, that needed a, a bedroom with walls <laughs> or a door um, or even a bed that didn't deflate every few nights. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was happy living like real men do.
0: Was, I think back to that when we, were, when we were all living. That was so... We were just... Ah, that was so carefree. <laughs> you slept on an air mattress in what would have been the dining room of the apartment. That's except right. we had no dining furniture.
1: No, I remember our our, um, our coffee table was a door on a wooden box.
0: That was yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was it.
1: <laughs> and the highlight of the week was when someone went past council clean up and and found something that we could use as some furniture yeah, on that, the side of the road. That
0: little end table, Jase yeah, found the in my Telephone that
1: table that. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It was great.
0: Yeah, I remember that's your room prior to you moving in was actually, we used that as a squash. Co- actually, it even was, after yeah, you.
1: <laughs> During, I had to move my bed so we could play squash in there, I yeah, remember. Yeah,
0: to give some context. So the dining room, basically, um, a <laughs> three-sided pretty much room, but we we lived in an apartment, an old, uh, it was an old sort of, Brick apartment block uh, mm. in uh, in Drumoyne in Sydney, and we had um, it was all concrete walls, and uh, we we decided we'd all sort of got a little into squash for some reason, <laughs> yeah, it and was, so man. we'd often just find ourselves having a conversation, playing like not a full on game of squash in the dining room, but just knocking the ball back and forward. It was good times,
1: good times. That were great times.
0: Things you do in your early twenties.
1: Oh, I'd love to be back then.
0: Yeah, so, um, okay, let's go right back then. You um, moved to Sydney in the Big Smoke, so you didn't grow up in Sydney. Where did did you grow up? I grew up in a
1: small country town. Well, I I grew up originally uh, in Albury, down on the border. Um, Albury-Wodonga, the twin cities. That's right, I I grew up there. With the
0: loosest definition of city?
1: Well, arguably, but yes. Um, It was good. I left there when I was 10 and moved to Goulburn. Uh, and spent the rest of my years uh, in Goulburn until I was 21, I think, then moved to Sydney, then to Canberra, then back to Sydney, then overseas, then back to Sydney.
0: Oh, nice. So you, moved you have moved around a bit now, yeah. that I think of it. Yeah. Um, so, Albury, we'll try not to remember, because uh, when, uh, when, when you were in Albury, just before you left Albury, I remember we moved to a little town sort of oh, about 75 k west of Albury called Corowa. Corowa, yeah. And uh, I remember then, so we had quite a... It's a beautiful b- little town. I didn't think so at the time, but now looking back, or yeah. going past again, it is a beautiful little town. It is. It's a lovely little spot. But um, you were, I remember you being into, I remember one of the big things... Or, Big uh, big deal was made when you were, because you were always into basketball as yeah. a kid. You were way into it. Yep. And I remember the big deal uh, announcement was, uh, your, I think your dad rang up and uh, news Steve was going to be a spit boy <laughs> for the Aubrey, Aubrey Border Bandits. Border Bandit,
1: yeah. I was the one basketball who ran out on the, on the court with a towel after someone had uh, slipped over and uh, wiped up their sweat.
0: This was this is weird now cuz I think back into it it seemed like a big deal like they seemed like a professional basketball team
1: Yeah they were I remember the the TV station used to come down and put some cameras on the sideline and film it
0: yeah, I remember, and, and that was the thing. There was ads for the games, and people would pay to go to the games. Now I think back and go like, with you look at the NBL in its current state. Mm. The, <laughs> I doubt there's many teams in the NBL currently getting as much coverage as the Albury Albury Border Bandits did in those That's days. Right.
1: They were big. They were big back then, and for a little kid, they were the biggest thing ever.
0: Yeah, what league was that? Do you remember?
1: Uh, CBA is what it was called. Uh, years down the track, I don't know if it was called CBA uh, when I was the towel boy.
0: When you were the towel boy, <laughs> good. How old were you then? I would have been eight. You, yeah, eight I was or gonna nine? say you left at ten. So yeah, that's,
1: so eight or nine.
0: In reality, a lot of responsibility yeah. for an eight or nine year old, like because basically, I've got a, a seven year old, and asking him to clean up almost anything isn't gonna work. But the that's an actual actually the the. The towel boy is an important job in basketball. I was, and I remember I had a uniform
1: and everything. I got the tracksuit that all the
0: players wore. It had
1: sponsor,
0: sponsors' logo down the sleeves and down the front.
1: It was a professional kit up.
0: It's a bit, but you think about putting that much trust in because basically the idea behind that is is if there's any sort of liquid sweat or whatever on the court, you've got some very big men. Running up and down that court very fast, and it's quite dangerous if someone slips, and they can they can really hurt themselves. Yeah, you put in a lot of trust in an eight year old.
1: You're right. <laughs>
0: Cleaning that I haven't up. Really thought about it till now, but yeah, because <laughs> you've you you know you know my son. He's seven. He's <laughs> almost eight. Wow. Would really? you tr- Would you trust him with your safety? Ah. Oh.
1: <laughs> Probably not. Wow. No. Wow
0: <laughs> What an indictment Alright, so from, from 10 though Moving on from the basketball From 10 you moved to Goulburn Move
1: to Goulburn, yeah
0: Goulburn known for the Big Merino.
1: Yep, Big Merino, the jail and the police academy is their claim to fame Wow, what a town mm-hmm. it's, the,
0: uh, it's the real, uh, it's the triumvirate of attractions isn't it It's a rocking place yeah, um, so you went to, you. now you actually recently had your, what is it, 80th school reunion? Yeah, no, school fourth reuni- school reunion. Fourth school, fourth yeah. year, or how many years has it been? Well, 20. <laughs> 20 years.
1: <laughs> 20 years school reunion. It's crazy. I, I I can't believe it's been 20 years. I always pictured, um, I being successful it, by this stage. Well, that was a dream, but we can't all live the dream, um, uh, at our 10-year school reunion, I remember there was some guys there from their 20-year school reunion. I remember thinking, wow, that's 20 years after school. I, I wonder if we'll have a 20-year school reunion and I wonder if I'll be I'll Be, be alive. And, oh, to yeah, I thought all those things. I remember thinking, geez, they're old. But now when I went back and, and that's us, it was our 20-year school reunion. I don't feel as old as I considered those blokes back then to be. Now you went to this
0: is a, a school like this isn't a,
1: a public school what what school is this? It was St Patrick's College, which is now not around. Um, well, they are they've merged. It was an all boys school I went to, and we had a sister school, Marion College, and now they've combined the two schools. Uh, oh wow! Called Trinity College. So St Pat's, as I knew it, is not the same, not the same place as uh, as I remember going to school.
0: So when you went back, like the school, the school are involved in the the reunion sort of thing is it or is yeah like they
1: were they they we got a tour of the school um which was good it was good to see a lot of the same buildings were still there a lot had gone been knocked down <laughs> but a lot of the same ones were there we all had stories about who got in trouble where and who was made go stand over there and it brought back a lot of memories that you not only have you not thought about but you'd totally forgotten about and to come back standing in the an old room, oh, I remember when this happened. One of the things that d- we did get there, um, there used to be a, downstairs in one of the buildings was the old book room, and it was a huge room just full of books, like a library, but it was the book room where we all got given our textbooks. For the I was going to
0: say, what's the difference between a library and a book room? <laughs> well, it was a the fancy library. school. <laughs> <laughs> we only had one, and it was called a library.
1: <laughs> but I remember we went downstairs uh, a few weeks ago for our reunion, and the book room is no longer a book room but they had an ipad room a, yeah it's pretty much a computer room now but they had a, a hallway where some of the old books were on the shelves and i remembered some of those books and we went through them we all had to write our name um on the inside cover and and we could find old books with all our names in it which was pretty interesting like wow this is a book from 25 years ago that that we read and studied but now it probably hasn't been open for the last 15 years oh wow computers and ipads but that was a bit of a spin out Seeing,
0: i did yeah i remember that you used to because you get your textbook of the year they just give it to you even even at my humble uh, public school that i went <laughs> to and uh yeah you'd have to write your name in the front cover and basically go to and it was interesting <laughs> seeing the names i remember my year uh, year 12 maths teacher um who uh who i played um i was way into cricket and hockey uh, yeah, uh, in high school, and um, you know, still, still am to a degree. I uh, <laughs> wish I would still played both, but don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember because uh, I played, uh, I played hockey for Belmont, and uh, I was playing, uh, playing. Oh, sorry, I played hockey for Newcastle Tigers, and I played uh, cricket for Belmont in yeah. the, the Newcastle District competition. And because my, um, my maths teacher knew I was way into both of those, yeah. and there was a guy who would had. Um, gone through the same school years and years before me and sort of become a bit of an institution I think he was club captain for Belmont for a little while uh, I think his name was Greg Charlton he was also a great <laughs> hockey player so I ended up I'd play cricket with him and then hockey against him oh. uh, in the great competition up there wow and Is um, this
1: why you're still in school
0: yeah, this is what I was doing, this oh, is year 12, so I was, right. that was probably the peak of my sporting career, if I'm <laughs> honest, And um, but um, I remember um, my maths teacher going, he gave me a book, he goes, I thought you'd appreciate that, check out the name inside, and his was, he was the first guy to get that textbook. No way, wow. And he goes, yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that, Andrew, because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, yeah, he knew I knew <laughs> Greg, yeah. I remember that it was weird because I like yeah I was still and I think about it now like you don't realise how young you are when you're in high school because I think about I was playing um, I remember because I did I played cricket with uh, Charlie and he generally was playing first grade and I was sort of more second grade um yeah you know, I was more second grade I played like, second grade or third grade in cricket but we both played first grade in hockey yeah right and um, so we played together in like at the same club and we knew each other and he knew my uncle who was a club president quite well and he knew dad yeah. and um i remember the first time i played on him in hockey he was one of these guys he was a big forward <laughs> and he his his whole thing was he was quite um quite an intimidating sort of a guy you give him any inch of room he could just get a shot off re, hit real hard he was like an old school very physical player and um and but the the drum on him was that he was like if you got in his face he got easily put off the game. So my coach said, Barney, you've got to get in. I don't want you to give him an inch. I want you to do it. And so I did that and he turned around and at one point in the game he just turns around and he goes, Barney, I know we know each other. I know your dad and your uncle, but I will snot you if you don't <laughs> And just it was the most intimidated I've ever been and I just sort of I knew I couldn't let him know and I just said Shut up and play hockey, Charlie <laughs> <laughs> and we went on And we like Off the field We got on great Like it was lovely But I just remember That moment of like wow. Okay This guy's not messing around Like Remembering like And now I look back at it And he would be He probably would have been At, at that stage Maybe a, He's probably a bit younger Than I am now Maybe around the same age I am now Yeah. And I just couldn't yeah. imagine Saying that to a 17 year old kid <laughs> I knew right. But yeah It was amazing It was so Intimidating
1: Wow Would have been yeah. As a kid, yeah. yeah as a kid. as right. a kid. Yeah,
0: but you don't think of yourself as a kid at no. that stage, do you? you just, no. like, I don't think I've ever realized how... Like, it's a, it's a weird thing. You don't ever have any good perspective on the stage of life you're in until you finish it and go, oh, I should have done more with that. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> Isn't that true?
0: <laughs> oh, man. So you played You played a lot of basketball. You played... I played a lot of basketball. When I moved to goal, when I played
1: basketball, played rep basketball. Um and even before I got to, I, I moved up from, um, from the sidelines uh, as the water boy or spit boy in, uh, in the Bandits to being the mascot at the Golden Bears games.
0: The mascot, the mascot at The
1: mascot at the Golden Bears games. Which
0: I think is the reason you have the nickname that a few of your older <laughs> yes, friends give you, a Shirty. Shirty. That's you want right. to explain that one?
1: Shirty was an old, um, there was a show, I don't know if you remember it, on, on TV called Fast Forward. That was The Late Show. The Late Show, was it? Yeah. That's right, The Late Show. Um, Which,
0: uh, for any uh, young listeners, that was, if you think of uh, the working dog guys. Yeah. So, the guys that are, have you been paying attention, the panel, all that sort of stuff. They started with an amazing sketch comedy show on the, uh, on the ABC called The Late Show. The
1: Late Show, that's right. And they used to have a character, a bear, like Humphrey, Humphrey B. Bear, um, But this character was uh, Shirty, the slightly aggressive bear. And it was just about this kid's show. With this bear that used to beat up kids and and just pretty much get the shits a lot. Yeah, basically. Um, Trash the set. Have a really short fuse. That's right. So I remember being the the golden bear and uh, it was a weird kind of bear. I I was a tall, skinny kid and this bear suit was meant for big blokes. So the, uh, the suit used to swim on me, and it had a long tail. I remember it had a really long tail. I don't know why. I don't think bears have I long think, tails. Yeah. I'm... But the, this, this bear costume did. So the kids used to like nothing more than to pull it and annoy me. And I guess <laughs> occasionally I'd let them know that that's not cool.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you were Shirty's a slightly right aggressive bear. This was right at the same bear. time
1: where this, this bear was on TV. So I got the nickname Shirty, the slightly aggressive bear, and Shirty, the nickname, just stuck with a few guys. Um, that are still around from then but from there I, I graduated to uh, being out of the suit getting back on the basketball oh, well court done. yeah big step and playing basketball um uh, represented basketball till till I moved away um from Goldwyn at 20 21 years of age you still play now no well no <laughs> I uh I, after I stopped playing I left the game for I don't know probably close to 10 years um then I got invited to play again back up here and, and I jumped at the chance. It was fantastic. But a weird thing happened. The last time I played, I was relatively good. Like I knew how to play basketball. And in so my how mind, old were you? I would have been 21 years of age when I stopped playing. And yep. back then, you know, that's the kind of the
0: peak the, of the, By that stage, you'd had, 2 you'd had, what, 10 years, 11 years straight of playing basketball, yeah, getting basketball,
1: better. I, I toured the States playing basketball. So I, I was pretty good. I was a pretty good player. And when I got invited back to play 10 years later, um, I hadn't really been doing any kind of fitness at all. But in my mind, in my head, I was still that same player. I could still play basketball. I was still good, aggressive. I could still dunk. And I remember um, going out there for the first game back after 10 years. You know, the jump ball went up and I ran as fast as I could. And um, probably three or four times down the court, I had to stop. I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was just buggered, absolutely rooted from thinking that i could still do all the same stuff i do is crazy i couldn't jump anymore i couldn't even touch the backboard let alone dunk i'd end up on the ground most of the time because my head knew exactly what it wanted to do but my legs just went no that's not happening so they'd stay behind when the whole top half of my body decided to go forward i used to end up on the ground i remember my daughter came and watched me play one night and at the end of the game I said, hey, did you see Daddy play? And the f- first thing he said was, Daddy four down. I'm like, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that was me. Daddy so it was weird. It was, it was going from a time of basketball where I used to be good um, physically and mentally. I knew the game. To going back playing, I was still mentally good at basketball. But the physical part just wasn't there. That's and so, it's a crazy feeling.
0: That's a funny feeling too. Because you, your daughter's like young. Like you've got... You got a young daughter, like I've got young kids, and I sometimes think of like I remember seeing Dad play sport when I was little. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And they like it wasn't like he was unfit or like like now I think my kids if I, if they came along to see me play cricket <laughs> or whatever it'd be a similar story, and I'm just like it's like maybe that was the thing like because I don't know how old your Dad was when. When, but the, our parents were probably a bit younger than yeah, we no, were. We know, I, so
1: I remember my dad at my age right now, the age I am, I remember my dad. Well, I was 10 years old. I think I, now I was maybe 12 years old when my dad was the age I am now. So I certainly remember And He was playing sport. He was playing football, um, playing and umpiring football and was quite fit running around. And I remember thinking he was the biggest thing ever, you know, this guy out there umpiring in A-grade football. Um, but... Now, I think my daughter's going to have very different memories of what I have of my dad playing playing sports. As you don't remember your dad been. falling
0: down? No, he didn't fall down. Not a big fall-downer? <laughs> no. That's amazing. He probably also wasn't a computer nerd like you are. So
1: No, uh, I remember the, the first time Dad, I remember seeing him on a typewriter and he could type oh, wow. with more than one finger and I was impressed by that. Like, wow, my dad's a, a nerd. I, back then, computers they were around I guess but not not really the in thing I remember seeing him type and you know this is typewriters you have to tap really hard on those keys and he could do that professionally and I was very impressed at that um but as I got older and turned into a bigger nerd than I was as a kid computers became kind of a second language to me and trying to teach dad computer stuff was just as frustrated as i've ever been i remember on the phone he calls up oh this isn't working all right dad just just do these things i click on the start menu you Go oh, okay all right you've done that no hang on a minute <laughs> just click the start menu dad all right hang on dad what are you doing just hit the start menu okay all right i fit this now go to programs all right hang on have you done it? No, just give me Dad, what are you doing? Have you hit the start? No, hang on. All right, I'll hit the start. Dad, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember too. Do you remember when Max too? Cuz like this is um we had we had Max when we were kids. Like oh, Dad yeah, Dad was did, in the yeah. Max. But the, with the menus, you used to have to ho- click on it and hold it. To get for the That's menu right, to stay there, indeed. you couldn't click on the menu. Oh, that just hearing that, I'm like picturing <laughs> <laughs> taking that, that same thing. Oh my god, oh, that was, was so weird. Uh,
1: it was, yeah, it, it was weird.
0: So, did you like? When did you first like? Because obviously, animation. I remember you. You always liked to draw as a kid.
1: Yeah, I always liked to draw. I wasn't that good at it, but I always liked to draw.
0: Yeah. So, um, when did you start to like get into computers?
1: Uh in school, we did have computers. They didn't do much, um, apart from look up. feels weird to say you know, that now, doesn't it? Um,
0: Encyclopedia Britannica. No,
1: no, 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 no. Encarta. Encarta, that's it. They had Encarta that we used to put on. And that was, you know, a, a computer version of Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, and that was pretty cool. And I remember I was into computers in school. I was into... All the other stuff you where in the do. world's
0: come in san Diego yeah,
1: that kind of stuff it was it was all good fun, so I did like computers growing up um, and i we had an old amiga, and I remember liking it. I remember just trying to trying to get into the guts of it, you know look around and see what else you can do, what settings you could change um without breaking a computer and I was always into that. I was always into computers, I was fascinated by them um and when, again, getting back to when I first watched Toy Story and I knew that they were that was a movie that was made on computers, it was perfect. It was combining my love of computers and my love of drawing. Let's smoosh them together and, and start making films for a living.
0: So when did you, like, when you first started, like, is it, has it always been, like, films and stuff you worked no, on? No,
1: the first job I got was uh, working, doing commercials, um, some pretty big car commercials back in the day. Um, I did that for a few months, I guess, for six months of my career, and then I got into games. Um, and when I lived with you boys, I was working on games and cutscenes of games. And I remember you guys were the reference a lot for the animations that I have to make.
0: That's right. I remember, yeah, you having me, if you're lying on the floor and then you had to look over your shoulder and something was falling from the roof, lie, yeah, roll right. away, show me how you'd do it. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. And I'd, I'd watch the way you'd roll away and copy that into the animations that went into the games. <laughs>
0: it's like, it's, I like to think that there's someone um, somewhere playing a computer game where they're, they're, uh, they're making the character roll away from something <laughs> and then he, he gets halfway up on his knees and he stops because he's a bit puffed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and gets up a real awkward way by the stage. Hey, where did he get that
1: beer from? <laughs>
0: Why does he look like he's got a sore back? That's right.
1: Is his knees going to go? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, that's a, so you went from computer games and then... Yeah, I went into
1: games and then uh, I guess back... Oh, from there I did a lot of broadcast animation, so a lot of...
0: Now, I remember the Channel 9 Bouncing Balls. Yeah, the Channel 9 Bouncing
1: Balls, a lot of TV stuff, TV logos, the Channel 9 logo, the Channel 10 logo, a lot of... Um, uh, TV or, or TV shows intros. I
0: remember you did the Fox Sports logo with the slightly small O. <laughs> I Remember
1: that was your big
0: gripe. <laughs> I remember I did do the Fox Sports <laughs> intro, all their animations, their logo. That wasn't you know. a um. That wasn't a gripe. That was just me having fun with you, <laughs> knowing what a perfectionist you are. So what what happened was, so I think we're at the. We were at the pub at Dremoyne. We went up yeah. there and it was the first time you'd, you'd, it was, there was, I think we were up there because Super Rugby was on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and we we'd been We'd yeah. gone up, we were having a feed and drinks and, and you were excited because you'd done the logo for the intros or the logo for... Yeah, the, know, the Fox intros for the, for the rugby, for the Fox
1: Sports rugby. Yeah,
0: and um, so it comes up and you're like, what did you think? And I'm like, Oh, Is that O a little smaller than the other letters? And I just said it just earnestly enough that you weren't quite sure how much I was messing with you. And even though throughout the night I said, I'm just messing with you, um, your wife told me the next... Well, she wasn't your wife at the time.
1: I I remember there's a lot of things that go into play. It's not just me, one person, doing it and presenting it then putting it on TV. Uh, It goes through a lot of hands, a lot of people to make sure things are right. Um but there's no way you can stuff that she
0: told me. She told me you went home and double-checked it. On oh, the... I probably
1: looked at it just to, just to <laughs> just make to sure of reference, but I knew for a fact that it wasn't the, the case, but I probably did go home and check it just to make sure. Oh, man, I was in your head
0: for about six months with that. That was fantastic.
1: <laughs> so from a lot of broadcast stuff, then, um, then I got back into commercial world um, and then jumped over into film work.
0: Yeah, so, so you, you, you went and did, you worked for 12 months over in Canada?
1: Yeah, I worked over there on a few, on films as well, but a lot of low-budget kind of films. Commercials as well, film and commercials, not your big blockbusters, but a lot of your, your, little, uh, your little movies that don't, don't see much money, I guess.
0: The, what was the film series you worked on?
1: Oh, that's right, the, uh, the Christian film series, um, Left behind, left below.
0: Left behind, left below was the Simpsons Ripper. Yeah, that's
1: right. It was. Well, that was my claim to fame—that I worked on a film that the Simpsons ripped off. That was pretty good in my mind. <laughs> yeah, it was. What did? What was your? What did? What sort of stuff did you do in that? For that one, uh, a lot of explosions. And there did was, you
0: meet Kurt Cameron?
1: No, no, I never got to. Disappointing. For that, I did. Yeah, a lot of explosions. Um, cars blowing up. The the White House uh, got attacked and. and Explode so we had to make it look like it was on fire and falling down and. Okay, so dude, the basic premise of those films is that I, I never saw the film to be honest. I only saw the shots that I worked
0: on. <laughs> I know you let you have the DVD because you I had lent DVD, it to but me. I never saw
1: it. I never and watched it myself. I had an awkward Do you conversation because I, I don't.
0: Don't know. I'll have to have a look. But I had an awkward conversation with someone <laughs> explaining why it was in my DVD collection. <laughs> Like no 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 you don't understand my cousin worked on this. <laughs> Why is your cousin working on this? Like, it was a really. No matter what I said, it sounded too defensive. Everything I said. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll have to have a look for it. I I haven't. I still haven't seen the movie to this day.
0: Yeah, because I from what I can gather, the basic premise is that um, at the start of the series, all the chaste people uh, taken to heaven. Yeah, a, that's right, yeah. and then everyone else—it's like basically the people are left below on purgatory. Yeah, the, the sinners. I
1: still don't. Do you know if the movie I worked on for that was? I know there was three movies made. I don't know the one yeah, I, I worked no on. Idea. Which one was
0: it? I've got no idea. <laughs> don't know. And look, to be honest, like I, I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> uh, not enough to watch those films, to be quite. I to would be love quite to honest. watch it back now and
1: just look at the quality of work that I did produce back then um to what i'm doing now i would like to look back and think wow i was okay yeah, with yeah. that i was happy with that probably not up to
0: the, <laughs> let's say let's say probably different uh, group of animators working there the at <laughs> yeah, pixar
1: <that's> right. <laughs> uh, so
0: so um and so you've got if anyone wants to check out your demo reel and yeah. offer you freelance work like happened recently.
1: Yeah, that did happen recently. Quite.
0: Tell me that story because we, we half had the conversation on the phone <laughs> but I don't think I quite got the, the full conversation. Well, so
1: I, I get my work from companies. A company will ring me up, either a film company or a, a TV or commercial company will ring me up with an idea of what they want to do and they just ask me to, to do it for them. Yeah. Um, either me as a sole person or as an inner team of people. I do freelance work, contract work, so I just bounce from job to job. Um, I get a call from a guy the, uh, during the week just saying, hey, I saw your website, um, I'd love for you to do some work for me. And this was just some, some random guy that wants um, stuff done for his website, which is weird. I've, I've had this happen a few times before, but usually it's through someone I know. I've never had someone ring me directly, a complete stranger. And did
0: you ever establish how he came across your website?
1: Yeah, I did. I asked him, actually. He said he'd just looked up 3D animation, Sydney, something like that. Oh, um, wow. So no it, one else has a website. But it's funny because he said, no, he did. He said, I never look at the first two pages of Google because they're all the paid ads. So I always, whenever I'm looking for something, <laughs> I always go to page three and four and that's where I found your website. <laughs> that's where you find the best stuff,
0: on page three and four of Google. So
1: I'm on some search, search would, query of page three or four. And who would have thought that
0: I mean. your uh, your unwillingness to pay to get your page optimised <laughs> on Google would have been the reason you got business
1: (laughs) to be honest i even forget i have a website and when he said i found your website the first one was oh god what do i have on it (laughs) yeah yeah, i was gonna say because yeah you don't you don't really
0: like you have a website but you don't need a website at this stage of your career because most of your work through
1: this, this for so many years now a lot of the work or all the work i get through it's all who you know
0: um I believe you were maintaining a website for quite a while because I had an email address attached to that website. Yeah, and that was the only reason. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's, that's about right. So I remember two years ago, I got asked how we get jobs or how we usually get jobs is you send around what's called a demo reel or a show reel. Yep. So it's just all your best work on a, on, a, um, on a little website or CD or something that you send a company saying, hey, look what I've done. Give me a job. Um, and I remember probably two years ago, I got asked to supply my demo reel to someone and I thought, wow, I haven't done a demo reel in a long time. I think it was six years was the last time I updated it. Oh, wow. And a lot of the stuff or pretty much all the stuff I work on, I never take home with me. I don't yeah. take the final Look. product because I...
0: Computer animation doesn't change much in six years.
1: No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I thought I haven't got any of the stuff, so I had to get on YouTube and look up a lot of the stuff, and I'd forgotten a lot of the stuff I'd worked on. I'd come across something, it'd remind me of something else. So I put together a small reel, I think, I don't know, maybe two years ago now I put that together. Um, um, but it was the first time in a long time. So when this guy said, "You know, oh, I've I've seen your real, I love your stuff." I immediately thought, "What's on there? When was the last time I updated it? What's it look like?" I think I have. I, I worked on um, Fury Road, Mad Max film, and I, I know uh, that's that's got oh, there's stuff from that on my reel. So I have updated it in the last I don't know year, I guess, to get the job that I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah. So
0: so this guy's contacted you. He says he wants you yeah to he do wants, work for him, and
1: it was funny actually. The the he um. He said, I, I, I want something. He had in mind, I want a little, a little character done for his, a website that he's making. Yep. And he asked me, he said, have you seen um, a commercial on TV, Hotels Combined commercials? And I went, yeah, I, I worked on that one actually. Like, I, I made that one. He goes, oh my God, that's crazy because that's exactly what I want. I felt, oh, great. Oh, have you got I a do? website
0: called Hotel, Hotels Combined? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I feel like I've already done the work.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so it just worked out. He got lucky picking the guy that made the commercial that he wants to rip off and I got lucky wanting someone that made that commercial or wants that commercial that I've done in the past done again.
0: So are you, are you going to do the job? Like, what, what happened? Because this I, is un, highly unusual for a guy. Well, we did
1: have a laugh. I remember telling you about it. And I didn't want the job. I'm overdoing these, these jobs where I have to work from home late nights. I work a long day in my usual job. Yep. And to come home, um, I not Yeah, because at the moment,
0: till, going back at the moment, you're, uh, you're working at a company working on the, the, one of the Lego movies, yeah, the, the, the new Lego, Lego movies.
1: So they're long hours. I don't get home till about 7 or 8 o'clock at night last thing i feel like doing is jumping back on the computer till till one or two in the morning um so i I try not to take these these at-home jobs so this one i really wasn't keen on doing um i remember calling you and telling you about it and uh asking if you wanted to sub in for me and just go to this this meeting (laughs) pretending you were me I didn't care if I got it or not. But to be honest, I didn't want it. But if he was going to pay me a lot of money, I would have
0: done it. Oh man! If I had more time on my hands, I would have gladly come and pretended to be you. You would have been a very different character to when, how you presented. I would have, in real loved life. To have
1: seen what you came up with.
0: <laughs> we'll do it one day. If I get another call, we'll do it. Yeah. So this um this this uh this guy, are you able to tell me what exactly he wanted in the end?
1: Yeah, he he's, um he wants a website done. Uh, a real estate website for overseas market um, just like I guess uh, like the domain or or what 's the
0: other one the um, estate u
1: <laughs> is something like that and he just wants the character to go with the website, so whenever someone sees the character they know oh that 's the character from this website
0: a bit of branding, yeah, a bit of branding that 's what he
1: wants so i 'm keen I said i 'll do it. Um, And I haven't heard back from him, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But he said he'll contact me this weekend and let me know. Because I told him, this is what you need to do. Um, You need to come up with a lot of ideas. I'm not that ideas man. You tell me what to do and I'll go and do it. So you need to come up with what you want and I can go and do it. So he said he'll do it and he'll give me a call this weekend. So we'll see. I won't be too disappointed if it comes through. (laughs) If it doesn't come through, I
0: should say. (laughs) So films, you mentioned you'd worked on Fury Road. Yep. Give us a breakdown of your films. What, what are you worked on?
1: Um, the first big film I worked on was Iron Man, the Iron Man series. Yep. They were good fun uh, a few years ago now. Um, but Iron Man, Captain America. Um,
0: and so what, what sort of stuff are you doing in those? Like,
1: for those, for the Iron Man series, I did um, Iron Man flying around a lot. Um, oh, so
0: the bits where he doesn't look real?
1: The bits where he doesn't look real, exactly yeah, cool. right. Oh, a few Iron Man shots, a few shots of, I can't even remember her name, a girl. Um, uh, Would that be
0: Charlize Theron?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was trying to think of... No, not Charlize Theron. Um, no. Scarlett Johansson. Ah,
0: that's the one. I can't. Think well, of why do I get those two <laughs> confused?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's so she was in Fury Road. Yes.
0: Oh, that's... I'm probably mixing up my movies.
1: Maybe. Uh, I can't remember her character anyway, but she had a stunt double for a lot of it, so I had to go and replace the stunt double's face with her face or put <gasps> like hair face over her face. Um, yeah, or, or even... Put hair yeah, over her face, you lazy bastard. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> or do things <laughs> like put a gun on her side or a lot of the things she shot... She walk, in the movie, she walks around, she has a gun on her leg, um, big boots on, but...
0: Which movie are we talking?
1: Iron Man. Iron Man, okay. Um, but for... So when they shot it, she wasn't wearing boots or guns or none of the equipment, so we had to go and just put all that stuff on a side. So that was one of the jobs I had to do. Um, from there, I went...
0: I love the idea that when it was the stunt woman, sometimes you just put hair in front of her face instead of fixing her face up. Yeah. I'm picturing whole scenes where, why has she got hair in front of <laughs> yeah, her face?
1: She's talking like Cousin uh, It or something. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, couldn't make it in that, that day. <laughs> um, yeah, what, uh, from there, I can't remember. There was, oh, Great Gatsby. Oh, Gatsby, you
0: a, did. You were pretty excited about Gatsby because yeah, you did quite a bit on that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah,
1: quite a fair bit. I worked on it for quite a while. Right now, did I see you moment. in the background? Yeah, quite a few times. It's one of the things I like doing in a lot of uh, jobs I work on, whether they're commercials or film work. I like putting myself in them games. I'm a lot of uh, game characters. They've got my face on them. But for this, for um, uh, Great Gatsby, I, I, there's a lot of scenes where the background characters, a lot of them, especially in the city, um they were all um all 3d people um, animated animated people so we got the people and i used to go and slot slot my face in over the top of them um and put posters a lot of the city had posters around so i used to put my face in a lot of the posters doing different poses um, I try to do that in a lot of films Are you
0: online. allowed to talk about is this? Oh, it just occurred to me that you're still working in this industry
1: <laughs> Well, they have to have faces on them Yeah, Why not have mine? Why not have yours?
0: <laughs> I'm just picturing couples like a man and a woman Walking down the street, both with your face
1: <laughs> Well, I've given myself moustaches in
0: some <laughs> or I've
1: made myself fat or skinny Depending on what character they are
0: <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic So you're, you're in a lot of these films?
1: Yeah, I'm in a lot of the films, yeah
0: so you went from Gatsby to... Um, to Mad Max, Fury Road. How uh, was that?
1: That was great fun, working right under the director for that, which was really good. Um, we got a lot of... Film work's a funny thing where there's hundreds of people that work on them, so you just do a small part of, of a lot of it. But
0: Sort of a small cog in a big wheel sort of Yeah, a,
1: that's right, yeah. But Fury Road was different. We worked right under George Miller, the director, and we had
0: a lot oh, of wow. input
1: um, of what well, not really how the film went, but what happened in the film in terms of what shots, what...
0: I'd say, like, yeah, no, I think they should turn back and go exactly back where they came running from. <laughs> not George is like, you George that. is like, you sure, Steve? I, I, I think the critics will think it's a bit of a... Nah, let's
1: do it, let's do it, let's
0: do it. No, 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 let's just make it one big long chase movie. Just a big chase movie, George. But I've written all this plot, Steve. Ah, people don't like plot.
1: <laughs> That's right, get rid of it. <laughs> Uh, we got to say a lot of uh, what happened in each shot, just on a shot by shot basis. Like, uh, in this shot, let's make this happen or explode this way or make him fall this way or do this. We got a lot of input like that, which was good, and we got to work on a lot of
0: the film. So, how um, was it? Would, so, you, the difference between Gatsby, which um, both Australian directors, good yeah. Australian directors, the difference between Gatsby um, and uh, Mad Max, like in terms of, I know Gatsby heaps of stuff was animated that you wouldn't think would be animated. That's right, yeah. Um, Pretty much
1: everything in Gatsby, everything outside a window um, or outside the... Even things inside, uh, like if they were in a room, we often had to replace walls and flowers and doors and um, rain, just everything. If it wasn't the main characters, a lot of that, that film was made by people like me just replacing a lot of stuff in the background, that Baz Luhrmann, the director, wanted to change or didn't like after he shot it.
0: Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah, it was kind of
1: weird. Not, not uh, To that extent, things don't happen usually, um, but he was changing a lot of stuff.
0: So in, were you working post. for, like were you part of the production company for that film or were you part of a production company that were hired to come in? No, part of, he created his
1: own uh, film company, I guess you could say, called Bazmark Film. Um, Basmak Films and that's who I work for so it was right under him basically what the company was formed to do is uh, start to do a lot of previews previews is um, um, when you think of when movies short films whenever when they get made they get sat down and people come up with ideas and they'll write a script or something then what usually happens. You're big on the
0: details, a script or something. Yeah, a
1: script or something. Just big ideas. And then yep. they'll often write um, well, write the script or uh, do a little storyboard. A lot of things get storyboarded. Um, then what's called an animatic gets made or previews. So what previews is, is where we go and create the scene, create the show in, in 3D, just a, a representation of what the characters are going to do. Sort of block it out. Block it out, exactly right. So they know how the movie's going to flow, where to cut, where to edit, where to change things before they happen. Um, we do things, previs, kind of tech viz, I guess you could say, where we'll go and and, and create the film in 3D. So come set, when they're going to shoot it, they know exactly what angles to shoot, where to shoot, how to shoot, where the characters should be, what they should do. So things flow. It's just a lot easier rather than let's oh, put this person here. No, that's not going to work. We work all, a lot of that stuff out. Oh, wow. So Baz created that company to do a lot of that previous stuff before the show um, started and we did that right throughout the film um, but towards the end all, all the VFX artists that worked on that film we ended up working on a lot of the shots through to finals so we do the proper animations for them we do the proper lighting setups and render them out and put them into the film um, as well so we weren't the big main vendors on Gatsby there was another company called Animalogic who I'm working for right now they were the main people who made Gatsby. so we'd do all our previs stuff little animaticy yep. uh, stuff and then we'd give it to companies like Animal Logic and they'd go and do the proper version of it
0: and build build yeah build the, yeah, build the entire
1: cities and and you know make it look yeah exactly that's crazy cuz I
0: remember you showed me a video once of what was shot and then like in, in a few sequences of what was actually shot like on film. Yeah. And then how it looked in the uh, in the finished product. And you realise how much of that film was. Yeah,
1: that's right. And Gatsby was a big one. A lot of it was shot on green screen um, where we not only had to replace backgrounds, but rooms, a lot of the uh, scenes were done where they were just talking, two guys um, talking in front of a green screen. So we build the room around them so for some of those scenes all of it's 3d apart from the main characters everything you're seeing in the background is 3d
0: that's phenomenal
1: yeah especially everything outside a window um every time there's a window they never shot them out in the country they're always shot in a studio so outside every window whether it's a city scene new york city or whether it is house you're just seeing trees out in the background it's all done by by artists like me
0: that's crazy it is crazy yeah how, and Now, how did that compare to, to when you were working on Mad Max? Was that similar thing? Similar or? kind
1: of stuff. Again, um, George Miller created... Well, he had his company uh, that I worked for to do a lot of that previous, previous kind of stuff. And again, we moved uh, out of the previous into finaling um, a lot of the shots. And again, that company, his company weren't the main vendors on the film. They weren't the people that did the big effects. We, we palmed that off to big companies with hundreds of people to do them. So we took a lot of the smaller shots. We got to pick and choose the shots we wanted. Like, I can do this one, let's do it. Or no, this one needs to go to a bigger company. Um, But it was good fun. Like I said, we had a lot of creative input into that film, which doesn't usually happen. Um, So it was good to work in a small small place right under George Miller, the director, where you could suggest things to him, how to make things better. Um, And he'd take it on board and was happy to... To listen to you, it was really good.
0: That's fantastic. Didn't yeah. you Now, did, and like, did that go down to like casting? Are you the reason we got the cast we did? Or <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wish, I wish nothing. No big decisions like that. Just little things.
0: So, know. um, with with that, did I know like George Miller? How much of the the act because that was a, basically a long chase scene that film yeah. it was great. I yeah. I gotta say, like I know it cops a bit of a. And it's some some critics have been a bit harsh on the it was light on plot, but it was exactly what I was looking for from Mad Max. It was.
1: It was a Mad Max film. Was, yeah, I loved it. It was, it was great,
0: fantastic. So, how much of the like the stunt work and the the explosions and the you know
1: a lot of it was real. That's another thing. These days, most movies get shot knowing um, that. Things will get done in post, whether they're effects like explosions. So
0: or, go, I think of guys like you as the auto tune of the uh, yeah, film that's industry. Exactly what we
1: are. A lot of there's a, the common line that goes around is we'll fix it in post. Um, gets said a lot. Uh, it costs a lot of money. Shoot days where you've got hundreds of people. You're paying actors big bucks. Um, if they can't get things in time, or if they get them wrong, it's a common. Uh, we'll, we'll just fix it later. They know there's guys like me out there who who will fix their little stuff ups or something like that. But, George, on this shot, they did shoot a lot, of, a lot of it for real. A lot of the explosions you see are real explosions. Um, they really did go out to the desert and hung off cars and flipped around. Um, they drove really slow. We had to replace the ground in most of the shots. So they were really driving along the ground, but maybe only 20 k's an hour. Just something oh, to give them a bit of a movement feel. So we went and replaced the ground and made it go really fast. So it looked like they were driving driving really fast but the movie itself was most of the shots were sped up you can see it in the film sometimes it's subtle other times it's really obvious but that was the look that George was going for that fast paced um, almost over the top comical kind of fast paced look
0: yeah almost give it a, a slightly comic book feel yeah at that's points. right yeah
1: so a lot of it was shot like that but again a lot of the explosions if not most were already done we had to add to them make them bigger brighter but a lot of them were shot um we used to they shot a lot of reference footage for us where they'd shoot explosions or sand falling or or something like that, and we would use that uh material that they went and shot and put it in the film in different areas rather than have to create whole smoke or fire they explosions didn't just get like that. they
0: didn't just get a half drunk cousin to to act <laughs> no, it out yeah, on the floor no now <laughs> yeah, just try and animate that
1: <laughs> but the scenes towards the end the big canyon scenes that you see that was all. Um, they shot that just on open plains, and we had to go and put them in the canyons. And,
0: and wow, um, that's a and especially that's where I suppose your um the lighting comes in, really. Yeah, that's right. Heavily we to make there, it look real. That's, that's phenomenal. To
1: look real. Um,
0: yeah. So that like it didn't seem animated. There's a lot of stuff in I suppose these movies that you'd worked on that I did. I would never have assumed was animated. Part of the animated stuff, like you know. These days, you know, probably explosions or when yeah. someone does something that sort of defies physics a bit. You yeah. know, like you see the the. Um, is
1: a common a common saying? If you don't know we've we've done it, then it's it's a compliment, I guess you could say. Um, something that you don't realise you think is normal, you think is natural, as means we've done a good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you find now? Because now you've you've gone from working on those films, which were it's a. Um, you're animating in a real, you're animating combined yeah, with real to, footage. Yeah,
1: has got its plates. Yeah, we're using real footage and we have to make it look real. To what I'm doing right now, a fully animated feature film, which is different, very different. Um, we're not making things look real. Uh, well, we are. This one is, uh, it's not like an animated feature film like Toy Story or, or Shrek or something like that. Which has its, its own reality. Very, yeah, cartoon kind of that look but this one it's shot um and made look like a miniature shit like a um, um stop motion animation uh so the way it's it's animated as well as animated like stop motion yep um where it's funny with, with traditional animation or any feature film usually films are twenty five or twenty four seconds in a frame this film, it's still the same, there's 24 seconds, but only every second frame is animated. So it gives that stop-motion kind of look, very kind what, of clunky...
0: What do you mean by that, every it. second frame is animated? So in, what's, on the, what's on the frame in between?
1: Uh, nothing, just like a hold frame.
0: Oh, really? Uh, well, so a hold well, it, frame meaning the same image again? Or? Same image again, so okay. it's just So it's same, not a blank so, frame.
1: No, so instead of... Um, 20 For film work, it's 24 frames for every second and in this film, it's the equivalent of only every 12 12 frames in a second, so every frame is held for two frames. Um, It's not the case. The film, there's a lot of things, smoke and that. That's every frame. So the film is frame by frame by frame, but the animations of the characters only move every second frame. So they hold for one frame, then Uh. move, hold for another frame, then move, hold for another frame, then move. So it gives that stop-motion look, and the way that we light it, and make it look as like a miniature set, so that big depth of field, where blurred background, so it looks like you've you really got a camera in a miniature um, environment and shot it like like a, a still, like um, a stop motion film.
0: Uh, yeah, that's interesting because I do. I, I'm uh, having kids. I've seen the Lego movie about eight thousand times, <laughs> and it does. It's now that you've mentioned it, like, because it does have that very, I suppose, because it's the way Lego. People move like the yeah herky jerky like yeah you move and we've
1: we've we're in the animation we're staying true to how the characters could really move as well, so they are very chop and change. We do push and pull them, but we don't bend their arms or bend their legs or bend their bodies. They move in a very uh, up and down movement as the real Lego characters would. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
0: So how are you finding working on that as opposed to the other stuff? What would be the one thing, the one big difference?
1: Oh, the one big difference is for for films where we work to plates, where you have to make it look real, you have to make it look real. Yeah. But this film, um, although it looks real, we get to make it look cool more so. Like let's put lights over there it's it's a very dark movie it's batman very dark but we we have to make it bright so we use a lot of blue and red lights so there's a lot of blue spotlights everywhere a lot of red spotlights um for the bat cave for instance there's just a lot going on in the background that makes it a dark movie but an inviting movie with colorful kind of scenes
0: so you got to make it look real for the universe in which you're playing rather yeah than that's right yeah an so actual it's reality. very
1: different in the way that you're not trying to match a plate you're not trying to match something that was shot and make it look real. Um, in this, you're just making it look Lego and you're making it look cool.
0: Yeah, like, yeah so making it look like its own world. That's right. That's when, cool. when
1: we move, When we work to real plates, um, so something that has been shot, you don't get much of a say in terms of the look. You just have to make it look real. Everyone can yep. pick what an explosion looked like. So if you didn't do it right, it doesn't look like. It doesn't look real. It doesn't look like it's part of the movie um so everything you do has to look an exact a, a certain way and you don't get to skew off that way but this lego film we just get to make it look cool so you oh, can that's make awesome. it look different any way you want brighter there darker there explosions everything by is any way you want you real. mean
0: within the parameters <laughs> of what you've been allowed
1: yeah that's true that's true but we don't have um um see if you shoot something If something's been shot and we have to match it, you have to put the sun in the same position as what was shot on the day. But this one, we can throw lights in anywhere, put them anywhere, make them lights do whatever we want, um, be as bright or as dark as whatever we want, um, just to make it look cool. And we get to come up with that look ourselves, which is pretty cool.
0: What's the one thing, if you had to pick one thing, what's the one thing that did surprise people about how you're working now?
1: Um... For this Lego film, yeah, like, do you know how sometimes when. Every piece of Lego that you, you will see in this film or you would have seen in the original Lego film is an actual Lego piece. We're not allowed to build things that aren't real Lego pieces. So everything you see in the movies can be built in real life. And every building you see, every car is built with thousands of Lego bricks. Oh, They're wow. not just modeled to make it look like a Lego ship they are built with thousands of little individual lego bricks that someone has built like they would in real life so every character every building every vehicle you see is a real lego vehicle that we've put together in 3d just so like in a virtual in, in real world yeah in virtual uh, environment as you would um, exactly like you would in in real life wow so there's lots of bricks for some so of the exactly like scenes. i
0: would in real life so meaning that I'd spend about eight hours looking for one particular bit because the kids have, like, just messed everything everywhere. And oh, it's that's gone right. under the We're lucky
1: in the fact that we, we just have to type in a number and we get presented that brick.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're not looking under a virtual lounge for that one bit.
1: <laughs> Where did this go? No, we don't have to stand on bits in the middle of the night that we would got or something like that. Um, but... These scenes are massive. When you're looking at the entire city or when you're looking at the Batcave, there are millions and millions of bricks that go into making that city. Can you, would you hazard
0: a guess at the size of the file for a uh, scene?
1: It's funny. We, in, in 3D animation or 3D land, we work in the thousands or hundreds of thousands of polylimits. Let's say um, like a square All right, here cube. we go. Nerd stuff, guys. Strap yourselves in. Is made... You know, there's six sides. A on, square cube. Uh, well, a cube <laughs> is made yeah. with six sides. Yep. So you could pretty much say six polygons. So a polygon is just a face. Yep. A face of something. So when you're working, um, like in a normal, like, let's say, Iron Man, for instance, it was maybe two hundred and fifty thousand polys. So quite an expensive, you could, you could work expensive character in terms of there's a lot of polygons on it. Yep. But for these um, city scenes and and bat cave scenes, because there's Every brick has, um, you know, the the usual sides to it, but then every brick has got the holes and every brick has got the little Lego logo on it. They've got little scratches. It's made look real. So there, in some of these scenes, we're talking millions, if not billions, of polygons, which is unheard of um, in in 3D land. So much so that to render these films, rendering is when we we make them all in 3D to, to print, pretty much, print them in a picture that goes on the movie. We do what's called rendering. Um... And to render these uh, these films these these scenes, um, they were so heavy in terms of the brick the poly count that nothing would render them. So they had to write their own renderer their own software to be able to display how many bricks they're putting in the scene, which is incredible incredible stuff.
0: Wow, that's, that's phenomenal.
1: It really is, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy stuff. I was
0: just looking for like, oh, it's each, each sequence is about three gig. But, <laughs> oh, uh,
1: something like, well, it's, it's hard to say um, because if you were going to put one scene together, especially these big scenes with millions, if not billions of polys, they would probably be in the hundreds of gigabytes for each scene. So we can't load them in as one thing. They're all, The renderer pulls all the bits together come render time. So we never, see, we never see the entirety of the set. What you see in the film is not what we see in 3D animation. When we're lighting it, we get a representation of, of where the characters are and where the bricks are. So low poly, rough, standing kind of figures. Yep. Um, and we place lights around and hit render and when we render is when we're seeing the final image so we don't get to look at what the images look like like look at the set it's more a representation of the set like a block yep. that represents a building or a block that represents a car um so we say like the block uh, like a small shape car you know a really flat um representation of what a car and we know well that's that's yeah, so this is like this is where it will
0: sit that's in the right, that's thing. Right. This is where the light needs to hit. Yeah, sort of just yep. give you an idea of that. So. Yeah, so we
1: can't. The scenes are too big that we can't view them in a normal way that you would think. You know, um, in terms of gigabytes, if you save that scene, how many gig it would be? But if you d- were to bring in all the assets, um, the whole scene into one and save it out as a file, they would be in the, I'd say the hundreds of gig. Oh wow! File, yeah. And then
0: you have got to get it to something that can fit on a Blu-ray. That's right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or stream over Netflix. That's a phenomenal. Oh yeah, man, it's pretty
1: crazy. It's it's very interesting though. I'm I'm really happy to be on this one. It's different to the other stuff I've done. It's a great film. I love working on this kind of stuff. It's a great team. It's yeah. I'm really happy.
0: All right. Well, uh, that might do us for this one. Uh, I'll get you back because the, another thing I want to talk to you about is uh, the fact that and we'll tease this for the next podcast <laughs> is the fact that you're insta famous. Um. <laughs> But uh, before we go, is there anything you want to you plug your Instagram, anything like that, um, anything you want to plug or promote? Or no, nah,
1: if you want to go and see some of the work I've done,
0: I, I think I have an updated reel on my website at
1: wwwskc 3 d scacy3d. com. You can check it out there if you um, are keen to see some of the stuff I've done in the past.
0: And if you're a young budding animator, feel free to email Steve with Every question you can think of, <laughs> go uh, for it. I'm happy he'll reply with every, every, everyone. Don't. There's no question too stupid, uh, or too personal. So uh, <laughs> feel free to get into those. Uh, Steve, thanks very much for coming along to the no podcast. I'm happy to be here. Cheers, mate. Bye.